0: Hi, Johan. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Hi. Yeah, uh, I'm doing fine. Thanks. How are you?
0: Oh, perfect. So um, why would I like to have you back? Because uh, I've seen more and more killer use cases uh, for Java VIX, actually. And uh, it seems like you're doing well. So uh, your platform is doing well. It seems also that you have a lot of clients. So, what is the progress of JavaFX or OpenJFX or Gluon? So, uh, what's the state of, of Gluon right now?
1: So, um, first of all, I think, yeah, you're right, uh, JavaFX is uh, getting popular again. It was uh, not the most popular framework for a while after um, Oracle um, disinvested in it, and um, that was a problem for Gluon because with uh, Gluon on mobile um, we wanted to have java vex on uh, mobile and on embedded but if uh, java vex in general was not popular anymore it was even harder to convince uh, uh developers to use uh, java uh, on mobile so we spent lots of uh, uh time and resources on making java vex popular again um on the desktop and actually on everywhere and um that is uh, working pretty well now, so you see indeed uh, more use cases where JavaFX is uh, being used. And um, we always make sure that whatever you do for JavaFX on the desktop also works on uh, mobile and embedded. And um, over the past year, the focus, the the, well, I'd say marketing uh, focus was mainly on Java Vix in general, um, but we do see now that um, there's a growing interest uh, for um, uh, Java Vix everywhere, which means mobile and embedded. So um, we... Um, we keep supporting Java Vex on the desktop for sure. So we we still, the uh, I'm the colleague of OpenJFx, and we are driving that forward, and we are um, going uh, to increase our efforts in that area. Um, in the uh, desktop area, we are going to add more um, additions on top of Java VEX uh, and distribute that um, to our customers. So we definitely keep improving that offering. But we're also... Um, uh, moving more uh, um, resources to uh, embedded and mobile because that is a huge um, potential area that is still um, where Java and Java Vex are still um, very, very, uh, they make lots of sense. And... Um, Look at the uh, um, embedded, for example. There is not really a standard uh, platform for doing embedded uh, development uh, work, uh, let alone yeah, for UI development.
0: Now, now it's you know your marketing talk as a CEO, CTO of a global, <laughs> global company, right? <laughs> With several hundred yeah, exactly. employees. But we had yeah. you back at. Uh, um, you were already on the podcast. This was the episode sixth and the episode seventy where we covered, you know, the uh, the history of Java Vix. And uh, what what JavaFX is, just for the listeners who are new here, is it was first the idea to replace Swing because Swing had some problems back then with you no know, GPU acceleration. Not that, that much GPU was, I think the, the main reason was uh, Swing was not flexible enough to support all the effects and CSS and stuff like that, right? This was, I think, the main reason why Oracle started with JavaFX back then. Would you agree with that? So, this was a, my, my so what I watched, you know, the talks with the Swing, Swing people in JavaFX, you know, 10 years ago or when it was. They, they were concerned that Swing, with Swing, is really harder and harder to build modern, modern UIs, and Java JavaFX was more flexible uh, uh, user interface technology, right? This was the reason from Oracle back then, or even Sun. Yeah. Sun, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it, 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 it was still Sun, then, and indeed, uh, um, AWT and Swing um, were done in a rush. Yeah. Mainly, they needed to be delivered uh, because um, well, they wanted to show something with uh, UIs. But um, I do know from some of the original uh, members of that team that they were never happy with it, and they wanted to redo it again in mm-hmm. a in, in a proper way. And, um, well, there are um, about 20 years between uh, Swing and Java VEX, so lots of things have uh, changed in the uh, 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 graphics industry. And java is uh, um, indeed a modern replacement of uh, uh, of swing also the programming model evolved over time of course immediate mode versus when uh, maintained mode uh, that is uh, something that that changed and java was was indeed the um, a major boost for the uh, UI components of uh, uh, of the java platform yeah and it was also i think it was also the intention from the beginning to uh, to do this uh, um, everywhere because as you know java started on the Star 7, which was not a cloud device, which was not a desktop, which which was sort of a PDA that James Gosling used for, um,
0: yeah. And yeah. there's still an amazing YouTube video with the Star 7 from from James Gosling. And uh, you're right, and from the beginning, Fix was also meant to run on mobile. What I remember, I still have uh, a, a cellular phone, like a smartphone. Which is the origin one, which uh, was supposed to be the reference implementation for JavaFix. I forgot the vendor. It is actually no more exist. This was HTC uh, H- d- Diamonds or the Savage phone. Not Savage. It was, it's it still, um, the company is still around, but this is not doing right. So, HTC. HTC, exactly. This HTC, what I got, exactly. This. Yeah. Uh, and um, and uh, so, one obvious or, or very, uh, how to call it, yeah, um, m- more and more, m- how to call a, a a um interesting example of JavaFX uh, comparing to Swing was, you know, mace- mouse over, would I remember, right? So if you like to mouse over a text field, so with JavaFX, you can have shadows w- without disturbing the layout and Swing would be harder to implement. So this was one of the, there are lots of such small cases where we're really easy with JavaFX and, and really hard with Swing. And with JavaFX, it was also really easy with the uh, uh CSS-like layout. To uh, even create your very easily your own components, so you could, uh, like in, in in HTML, you can just draw a box and say, okay, this is the component. And this was harder with Swing. You you would have to use uh, Java 2D, which was more like SVG and less like DOM, I would say, right? So, mm-hmm. and what yeah. what happened then is, so Oracle announced, you know, at the Java one, uh, I forgot the the year, the uh, support it for was iPads. 2007, um, uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so, we already investigated that, and then it disappeared. So they said, okay, they, it will come. They will show a demo with uh, uh, with the uh, who is the iPad, right? And and it run on stage. And then I was really, and really, you know, uh, curious whether it will work. And then it just disappeared. And you told me the story that uh, the reason was that they actually wanted to have their own mobile framework supported, you not know, JavaFX. And then JavaFX uh-huh. more or less died uh, from Oracle perspective. But you got the sources, and you are now the a uh, benevolent dictator of java vix i would say with the open source community but this is the short story right so you got the sources and because you are i would say we already had it you have uh, uh interest in the capability in low-level programming so you were the guy beca- uh, behind blackdown linux right back then porting linux to to uh sorry porting java to linux so you um you managed, you know, to, uh, to provide the low-level programming for JavaFX and you are supporting now the JavaFX runtime for mobile, uh, for all platforms. And I was really concerned because you are a small company and company, said, okay, let's see whether it will work at all. Because what I really don't believe is no small companies which are, how to call it, persistent enough or, uh, or have the resources to maintain JavaFX over a long time. But it seems like you are doing this. And not because only you have a company. What I know, you you are a crazy Java guy. So, uh, so it's like you know, a marathon in your head. So I don't think that you will just you know. This is like your passion. So this is at least what I see. So as long as you can, you will support the stuff. This is my impression. And you're still convinced. And uh, therefore, I'll say, okay. Exception from the rule. So Java VIX with uh, Gluon and, uh, and uh, your company can actually doing well. And you get more and more clients. So it seems like viable business, right?
1: Yes. So well for was it, was, point, was it the
0: right summary? So like you know, with the Java VIX, you got the source code at the time, and mm-hmm. then you are maintaining as an open source project Java Vix, right? So this was the, the short his, history of Java. Was it right? Java Vix.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's 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 mainly right. Well um, I think a few additions. Um the the source code when um, when Oracle stopped working with uh, Java Virtual Mobile, um, the source code of Java Virtual was already in a uh, very good shape for being used on uh, uh, mobile, um, and that, that that's a uh, that's a pity. Uh, I mean, that's that that was very good for us yeah. because that means that we didn't have to start from scratch. It's not that, um, I mean, with. With the blackdown case when we had to support Linux there was literally no Linux um, uh, statements in the in the code so we have had to do lots of work but here there were already mobile um, uh, rendering pipelines in the openGFx code base but Oracle didn't want to um, didn't want to use them and I think that's a that's a historical um, strange event I mean if you're a very big company and you own the most popular um, programming platform on earth which is Java and then, for mobile, you are saying, all oh, our strategy is javascript right. that, that that is a very um, that is very uh, very strange, but that i uh, there were not really very much technical reasons for this and so the good thing for, for Glow was that the technology was was already in a, in an excellent shape um simply because Oracle wanted to promote um, a, another mobile application framework did not mean that from a technical point JavaFX was not a good uh, uh, approach so it was more um making sure that the um well some of the code was bit rotten so we had to make sure that that uh, uh, was working uh, correctly and then the i think one of the major uh focuses was make it uh simple to maintain because as you say uh, with a small company um doing everything is is impossible so um what uh what we always try to do with JavaFX on mobile is upstreaming whatever is uh, mobile specific to mainstream so that it's being maintained and that we don't have a fork of JavaFX, uh, but that we just, we, uh, and still today, we build from the main sources. So that means that we don't have to maintain our own repository. We have some specific build changes, of course, uh, and some, uh, some additions on top and below. But the major point is that we can leverage the work that's going uh, in upstream. If, if you're a small company, you need to try to to benefit from um, what the others uh, uh, are doing and making
0: the, the diff as small as possible. Some observation. So the, the relation between your company and JavaFX is more or less like Red Hat and Linux, right? Or Payara and Glassfish. So it's not like someone else maintains the open source and you ho- uh, version of JavaFX and you hope that they do the right thing. You are one of the main contributors and you are a good steward of JavaVix. So that's why I called you a benevolent dictator because I know you from... I think we know each other for 15 years or something. And we always had fun at Java 1. And I know that you are crazy, passionate uh, guy about Java. So we always had the conversation. So, uh, And um, and uh, so what it means is uh, there is an open source piece of Java VIX and you provide added value with the gluon, but you are still an open source guy. I mean otherwise yep. you, you you wouldn't you know port uh, java to linux which was uh, more or less fun for you so and you did lots yeah. of such projects just to remember the listeners you know i remember after java one if something was new you came to me and said you yeah, didn't sleep the night but i have the first demo you know this was as always your mode at java one and and uh regarding small company i think if the business works. Uh, java was created by a small group of people the entire java it's not like this is a huge company so what i don't believe actually i don't believe that uh huge projects are good for software there's actually no example in the history of software engineering that a huge group of people create something you know great everything cool. small dedicated teams you know created great things and then if it grows you need marketing support and whatever but but the engineers you know the, you don't and if you have the resources you can keep doing this forever and what i also don't believe I'm, I'm a software developer you know in growth you don't have to grow you have to be sustainable and if you have fun you can you can just enjoy it and and this is why uh, you know uh the size of the company doesn't matter a lot and if the company reaches a certain size it could be even worse for the project because then politics came in place mm-hmm. and there are you now lots of decisions which are not reasonable
1: yeah that's that, that's true well at at, at least I agree with that from the engineering point. Um I think at a at a certain point if you're simply add more engineers, um developers, you're not gonna make more progress. Mm-hmm. The um and and so so that allows us to um well to stay uh, healthy uh, uh with Gluon, uh, even if we're still small. There are some cases though where um, for example, if you target the automotive market um then 90% of the effort is not going into um engineering but it's going into um uh, talking to these uh, people um i know you have a few customers in automotive as well and uh, um it's uh, um uh, it's 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 more sales and marketing getting approved to be a, a supplied vendor uh, and 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 so and uh, um yeah knowing the right person so that that is everything that is non technical um that needs to be uh, there as well, and I think with the potential that Java FX has um, we can stay small as a company, but the the potential is so huge and uh, in order to to really leverage that potential um, we need to grow not really in the uh, from the engineering side but from the company side, which means we need to do more sales and marketing and that's actually the real challenge that we are uh, that we are facing if we want uh, um, uh, automotive companies or um healthcare companies or um big mobile companies to use our technologies, they um they look at the size of a uh, gluon and uh, um they might be worried if they see that this is a a very small company so that is why um uh, even even though i completely agree that from a technical point uh, our team is uh, i think the right size maybe a few more engineers would be uh, nice but the uh the total um company size is something that apparently um seems to be important for uh, many bigger projects.
0: Yeah, but uh, you, you have to find a sweet spot, you know, because uh, if you're growing big, then it's just about politics and marketing and there is no more fun. And you could also, you know, try to work with partners, whatever, so you don't have to grow. So, I mean, there there, there are solutions for that. And and uh, it is also dangerous, you know, to count just on automotive because they they also change their mind frequently. And uh, it can, you know, you can spend lots of efforts to work with them. And the next year later, you are just laid off without knowing why. So, uh, so I, I, but this is like, uh, I just want to focus on the killer use cases for Java VX. So... Uh, If we just uh, consider the source code, the open source, I I found there is JavaFX 15. So right now, this is the uh, open source JavaFX. So it is comparable with that we had at the Oracle times, right? So this is like desktop toolkit for build great-looking Java apps. And, right, this is the first. Yes. This is the open source. Okay, then I'm right. And I could imagine with some magic of GraalVM or JMod or whatever, now we can even use create um uh, a native not j- uh, how to call it how to call it properly It is is not like it's not java it is like java cross-compiled to native image which is yeah. w- one file uh or one 20 30 40 max uh file which is executable for the platform and starts fast and uh technically it. Is it technically Java? It is because there is a kind of garbage collector inside, but, is this, uh, but this is an executable, one executable fine, right? One what yes. yeah, exactly. And this is possible right now, right? So with the yes. open source v- uh, version of, of Java VIX, without any glue on, without a- any of your work, I could run, I can create a Java VX application for desktop without any dependencies on any commercial stuff, just pure open source. And then even with GraalVM, VM, I could cross compile it to a native native project, right? Yes. So we have a,
1: a, a product. It's an open source product. So glue on substrate, which is actually the the entry point uh, for this, and it's integrated. We have an IDE plugin uh, for um, uh, uh, um, for NetBeans, uh, Intelligent Eclipse, and uh, with with that plugin, you can convert your Java, FX code into a native uh, uh, image that works on um, Mac, Linux, Windows, Android, iOS, mm-hmm. uh, and embedded. So that is that is already working. So it's and it's integrated in this uh, IDE plugin, so it's not that you need to study how to deal with a v m and set the reflection properties, and so so that's 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 uh, uh, all uh, integrated, and that is that is indeed well the um, the addition of uh, um, using the AOT compiler uh, of uh, a vm it's really a killer feature for um, both desktop because startup is much faster. You don't, uh, uh you don't need to install, uh, and uh, maintain a JDK yourself, but it's also a killer feature. Uh, it's, it's an enabler for, uh, em- uh, embedded and mainly mobile because if you remember that HTC, uh, diamond phone that you had at, uh, um, uh, at Java one, you had to install, uh, or it came installed with a, a Java virtual machine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the applications, uh, required that, uh, component to be pre-installed on the device. Yeah. And that is a showstopper for Java on mobile. Um, you can't have, uh, um, uh, Something in the App Store or the Play Store, and then uh, first requiring users, yeah, you have to to root your machine and install a JVM there, uh, your, your your mobile phone. So that's that's not working. So the thing what uh, what we do when uh, using Core VM native image is we um, we bundle the application code with the virtual machine, including the garbage collector and the whole threading support and the and the links to the native device and so. And that is all part of one executable. So you do not need to install Java a uh, JDK on your mobile device or on your desktop anymore and that is what what is a very big difference compared with uh, uh, 10 years ago when Sun tried to push java x mobile that still required the java Virtual machine that still required that they talked with Samsung and all the um mobile device uh, manufacturers for bundling jvm on those phones and you know that you have to update the jvm every uh every now and then and and, and that was not possible um and yep.
0: that is a major change. So back then, we need to you know WebStart technology or something to download the the, the code, and uh, the WebStart was not able to replace Java because it was a more or less a Java app. So there were two processes: updated Java and WebStart, which was not uh, uh, very simple to use. And now what we could do is right now we you know we have fast internet connections, we can replace the entire image, which is thirty. It really depends how many assets you have, but I would say if you just have. Application, you could go with 20, 30 max, and just download it even every time, right? And this is very, very similar experience to Quarkus or Helidon in the backend. So this is exactly what they are doing. Java FX does for for desktop, and what I understood, there is an, was the Java FX open source, pure open source Java FX code. You you uh, you will need a, an open source component from Gluon called Substrate this is the same name as the substrate vm i think this is where you got inspired and with the substrate vm or sub, uh, glue on substrate you can just cross compile you know the java fix to uh, to a native image right yes exactly yes and it ver- ver- works on windows linux and mac or which operating systems
1: yes so the um our main development focuses on uh, uh linux uh, and Mac but we also support Windows. So we do follow the, the Quarl VM roadmap a bit there. So they um they also focused uh, first on uh Linux uh, uh Mac but there's Windows support as well now so uh we have uh, we have support for that as well and yeah. then also for the mobile
0: platforms. So <clears throat> desktop is interesting. Well, so but I think the the killer killer feature is uh mobile and what I mean by mobile is this particular Android and iOS. So if you manage you know to to, to develop a uh, a an, an app on desktop and then run it on iOS on Android without a friction, this is a big deal because right now there are not a lot of frameworks doing that and the old frameworks are dying. So Cordova you now lost complete support, was complete uh, actually proprietary and now you, you won't be able to run it. It is also dangerous because what, uh, what iOS can do with such apps, they can say, okay, this is not a native technology. So they can just remove it from the app store but uh, java VIX is actually native right this is it will uh, it is an ios app so also it is uh, java <laughs> it's actually a native ios app and this is because the groundwork oracle uh, late uh, 2007 or 2008 when they uh, no it was later i think uh, with the uh, java VIX, uh, uh, this was sun this was sun still um, what they did with the um, arm or ios support back then because ios is basically arm so uh, how easy is it to create an Hello World project with one button and ship it at the same time to Android uh, store and iOS store.
1: Well, there are a number of examples uh, uh, in the stores already uh, now. And uh, for example, um, Gerrit Grunwald, uh, um, uh the famous uh, Gerrit Grunwald uh, Yeah, the, um,
0: the famous is the uh, how it's called from Star Wars, right? Uh, Han Solo. Han Solo, right? right. Exact yeah. Twitter account, Han Solo, exactly. Uh-huh. Yes.
1: So he he created a, a game uh, started for desktop uh, Space FX, um, which is some uh, uh, asteroids uh, kind of game, and then uh, um, he used a uh, on substrate to um, so, so so that worked on desktop and it also worked on embedded on the Raspberry Pi. Um, my kids love it, um, and uh, so so I have my Raspberry Pi connected to my TV with HDMI, and then you can play uh, Space FX on a big screen. So that's cool. But then Garrett also used uh substrate to uh, um, uh, to deploy that on iOS. Uh, and to deploy that on uh, uh android. And so that's the same code so that 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 really works and um Paul and Gail Anderson for example or um uh, uh there are some uh, created a, a a golf uh game and um yeah, it was very easy uh, um, to deploy that to the App Store and the Play Store as well. So it really does work. And it's, uh, um, well, as, as, as I said in the beginning, um, our biggest problem is not the technology, but the marketing.
0: Because um, most people don't know that this is possible.
1: Exactly. And, and this uh, is what
0: i want, what I to tell you. This is the killer use case. I don't believe, you know, the killer use case of Glue on mobile is the desktop. Because uh, I would say for trivial applications, we can use web components, what I do all the time. But uh, there are corner cases, and I see in more and more. And uh, uh, clients ask me about Flutter. You know Flutter, yeah. And I uh, so Flutter looks nice, and it is nice. But the problem is, you will spend at least, I would say, half a day installing the Flutter. So it will it will download. I I guess it was without exaggerations, five gigs of tooling from different sources. And at the end, it works great. But this is not Java, and the main problem of Flutter is uh, Google is behind. And they can also change mind. And Google is n- not very well known for, you know, sticking to their projects. So um, so if I, you ask me, you know, uh, Flutter or Java VIX, and I know you, I would actually choose Java VIX right now. I am a Java developer for mobile. So, and uh, why I'm asking you, right, th- this about the experience, because uh, it is not the problem developing the application and creating the native image rather than get, you know, the application to the App Store. So you have some support about that or will I have to use Xcode or or what? Probably I will have, but you know, what is the experience of registering a Java VIX application in the app stores?
1: Yeah, so that is uh, very similar to any other uh, native application. So under the hood, uh, Gluon Substrate uses uh, uh, Xcode and the end result is an IPA uh, package Mm -hmm. that you then uh, upload to the the, uh, uh, app store. Uh, the the main difficulty is um, you need uh, to provide some screenshots, uh, some uh, description. Um, you need to um, to to tell is this uh, suitable for children or not, and so, so But yeah. these are exactly the same as uh, uh, any other um, uh, uh, iOS app that you app- upload to the App Store, mm-hmm. and so, the same with uh, with with Google.
0: So I would actually would be able during the development time to use the Xcode emulator to see the Java app on iOS, right? That should work. Yes. Uh-huh. And
1: but what we do recommend is uh, um uh program on desktop as long as uh, as long as possible and uh, debug everything on desktop and when it's ready then um um yeah then use the uh, uh then, then go to the device. And actually a real iOS device is much faster than the simulator, so I always use a, a real device to um uh, to debug. Um but it is uh, um it is almost the same as, uh, um, as how you would do um, native iOS development. And, uh, um, and most of the difficult things, for example, signing the application in the end, it's also something non-trivial um, that's, uh, um, that's all done by the tools. So and um,
0: which tools? I mean, your Xcode tools or a substrate tool? Yes. Substrate. substrate yeah. uh-huh. So
1: substrate is substrate is calling into Xcode for checking your provisioning profiles and making sure that you can sign an uh, an application and that it is a developer profile or a, a non-developer profile and and so so that that's all taken care of and that actually uh, that was harder than uh, um, making sure that Java works on. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, that's what I believe because you know the the Flutter is the same. So until so Flutter works, but if you try you know to 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 make the the uh, emulators working, so you can watch Stack Overflow, there are lots of issues until it works, and um and um and I would say if you integrated everything in the substrate, uh, integrated everything into substrate, your open source uh, plugin, um, then I would say the experience for a Java developer should be similar, if not better than than Flutter. And uh the huge added value we have is we can just use our IDEs we always had, and they are still better than Visual Studio Code, I would say. And, I mean there is uh the, there is a huge difference between NetBeans and uh IntelliJ or Visual Studio Code and even Eclipse. And uh, by the way, Visual Studio Code is actually Eclipse wrapped Eclipse with less functionality, but um and um and um yeah, so what you uh what you what you get is uh Java development with our, all unit tests and whatever we have. With Java Vix, which is actually proven technology because it is in production for twenty years or fifteen years, I would say. And um, yeah, so at the end of the day, we can use a Gluon tool, which is open source, to push it to the uh, to the iOS App Store. What's about Android? Yeah. So is, you get do you get,
1: exactly the same. So so uh, it's it's the completely same approach. So the end developer doesn't uh, uh, doesn't care. Uh, the, the same code, the same procedure, the same plugin works on the. Uh, uh, for Android as well. Actually, um, when you talk about Flutter, and we hear that question often, um, I turn the question around. Why would a Java developer, if you have lots of experience in Java, what would be one reason to use Flutter?
0: Yeah, uh, not like I, uh, for instance, uh, some concrete cases. In one company, uh, I uh, we do a boring web components project, web standard, JavaScript. We already had the conversation, and then the client said, "Yeah, but we already have a Flutter app, and we have to integrate." Yeah, but so why do they have? Because so th- th- the same story, like why Oracle, you know, deinvested from Java VIX. It is yeah, like, I think, yeah. Yeah, this is like there, there are no technical reasons. This is what I tell, told you. I think that Java VIX, there's a the killer use case. Is this what we are talking about. Not that mm-hmm. we do something with desktop because uh, no one is interested in desktop. We have too many, you know, competing technologies on the desktop, and you can still package web components desktop, and this is good enough. But for mobile, this this is actually the, the, the big deal because, you know, uh, do, doing the uh, store submission right or at least get, you know, the support for the technical stuff and the marketing, I mean, you have to deal with it anyway. Uh, like, you know, the, uh, how it's called, the, you know, age limitations and and, and and the screenshots and stuff like that is just business as usual. So there are different tools to doing that. And, uh, and uh, the Flutter is... People like Flutter. People like Vue.js. People like Angular. There are no technical users to use Angular, so I still don't understand why it is around. And 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 is uh, people invested? It's already there are books books written about that, right? So you will get Angular the next years until it really dies. And uh, so, I, but um, sometimes if I have the power so we had you can do something about that this is why i'm asking you but there's uh, lots of such projects for mobile and um, for instance what i have a lot we can do a lot with web components and spas pwas and the reason is very similar to java i can write a simple javascript application which looks like java and runs on the devices kind of right i have no access to to you know the the the, the hardware so i get some access but not the true access and this is the next thing what i found Glue and attach, I think, is the API from you. So what you can do for me is you can expose your native uh, native sensors of the device or capabilities to a Java Vix app. And this is the true killer features because now I cannot use my web components anymore. I will have to use something proprietary. And now the question is what to choose. I could use Flutter or I can use Java Vix. And I would say I would trust you more than, uh, than Flutter. Why? Because you are a small company, right, so we can have a support contract with you and say, "Okay, please expose this device or whatever and i I think if it's possible, you will manage to provide that so this is um this is the attached framework right yes yeah and so
1: so so that's indeed uh, um uh funny enough uh, uh, a case that we often see that uh, companies have a a web page but they can't integrate with uh, the native devices, so what they do is they convert the web. Uh, application to a Java vex application so that they can access uh, uh, get access to the native devices and the they do that in uh, phases so they first have a Java vex web view that mm-hmm. renders their web uh, uh, page and then they use the JavaScript java bridge in Java vex for um, yeah for doing the JavaVex code for going to the device so that, that is indeed something that's that's working often now I think there's another major reason why um, why a company would want to do this because if you have Java developers um, do you want them? Uh, there are about 12 million Java developers. They can program for mobile. They don't need to learn Dart or any other new language to go to mobile. Uh, the, the problem is that most uh, don't realize uh, this yet, but that is actually the main reason why I think, um, when I ask um, companies, why do you use Flutter? Oh, because that's cross-platform. Exactly. Well, the same is with Java. It's cross-platform, and there are way more Java developers than, than Dart developers. And another I'll come back to the attach immediately, but another major reason on uh, why I believe that uh, our approach uh, has huge potential is we're not talking about Java, but actually we're talking about the JVM, Mm -hmm. because uh, with uh, Substrate, we compile not only Java code, but also Scala code, uh, Python, and everything that's uh, uh, offered by the QualVM ecosystem can be um, transpiled into uh, and then compiled into a native uh, uh, image. So every language that is supported by the Java platform or by extension by VM, um can be used. So that means that you do not need to learn a new language. And uh, um, I think we're almost getting on a too many languages exception because um, every new use case requires a new language, but that's uh, extremely expensive for companies to, to, to keep investing it. So if you have skilled Java developers, why not asking them to use their skills to create mobile apps with Java as well yeah. Instead of outsourcing it to some company that's uh, skilled in Flutter or Objective C, and well, as you said, with with with, with Google, if you invest in a technology. The only guarantee that you have is in a few years they will probably um, uh, stop that technology. Look at Google Wave, uh, uh, the Google Wave protocol, which I liked a lot. They they pulled the plug, so you don't control that. And with Java, it's Google much more web open toolkit, source,
0: right? Google Web Toolkit, exactly. An, another yes. technology yeah. from Quit. hell for me. I, I never, uh, and it was hugely popular, and I never got it. But uh, yeah, um, um, yeah, there's a Google sem- uh, Cemetery. If you go to the page, there's uh, no, there is a web page with all dead Google projects actually, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Flutter, what Flutter does, behind the scenes, it provides abstraction for two platforms, so it doesn't expose everything from iOS and Android, so, but, you know, the common thing. But mm-hmm. uh, what we could do, we could say, okay, uh, I know, Johan, you know, uh, we need just iOS app, so come. I will ask him, you know, how, how hard it is to expose another sensor mm-hmm. just for iOS, and this should be doable, right? This is a hack, but this is doable hacks, which I... I think companies can could hire you to do that, right? So so we need a specific LiDAR, let's say, LiDAR sensor, and we would like to expose it. This should work, right?
1: Yes, yes, and th- that is also happening. So we have some some customers that, for example, are only interested in Androids uh, or in, in, in iOS, and they need to integrate with one specific uh, uh, serial port extension or whatever. And uh, uh, and then, uh, well, we, we do that as a project, but what we... Um, always try to do as well, is um, we see if it would be relevant to others as well and then we ask them, can we make this uh, uh, open source and uh, put it in attach mm-hmm. um, and um uh, uh- and most often, uh, companies say yes because they know that uh, uh, if they make it open source, um, others will use it, and it yeah. will be easier and cheaper to maintain. Exactly. But in some some cases, uh, well, for example, if you talk about LIDAR, that might be proprietary, and so 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 then um, we develop uh, a specific uh, um, uh, extensions to attach. So attach is a is a set of services. I think you can compare it with uh, what Cordova uh, used to have as well—a whole variety of uh, APIs that. Uh, as a Java developer, you use the top-level Java APIs uh, to and, uh, to get, for example, the location of a device. And then the implementation is different on Android and on I- iOS, but you don't have to worry about that as a Java developer. And um, we have a bunch of uh, uh, pre-existing services in Attach, and there's a um, uh, and we document somehow the extension mechanism, so um, you can. Use that approach to um, integrate with your own uh, native uh, hardware or you can uh, ask Gluon or other um, uh, companies to uh, to extend uh, Attach. so it 's not that you're limited to the current set of devices it's just those are available and uh, um, and it's easy to extend that mechanism and it's actually Again, one of the most powerful powerful things we 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 talk about Java, Vex, but under the hood, the major thing is it is still uh, Java and Java with uh, JNI and it's uh, um, easy integration into native uh, uh, C or C plus uh, plus language make it very easy to talk to those device uh, drivers and so and that's of course much harder with uh, JavaScript or Dart uh, um, uh, solution.
0: Exactly, what do you already have in Attach? I just uh, opened the page, so you have accelerometer audio recording barcode scan which this is actually the huge one because uh if if mobile some companies ask me about that battery uh, bluetooth low energy you have the browser cache camera picture compass connectivity device uh hardware and software okay display uh G- geolocation gps also a classic one uh in-app billing interesting uh, lifecycle magnetometer. This is interesting. Magnetometer. Okay, notifications orientations phone runtime uh, argument, which means uh, native notifications. Okay, custom URL handles, Native notifications. Big deal. Um. Uh, this is a big deal because without uh, that, you will need to create your own or or maintain your own gateway, which pushes pushes native um, uh, notifications right. via service workers, which doesn't work in all devices. Then settings uh, share okay. This is share content. It's also huge. Uh, status bar storage um, okay local storage, and uh, I, I mean there's not limited to f- uh, to f- what was it? I think five to fifty megs like the local storage, right? So you can write of- and vibration and uh video and uh regarding the browser this interests me so in java if you i would run on on um ios and i have the web view i guess i get the safari renderer engine because it is the only thing which right it's not uh well y- you will get the um
1: the, the wrapped web kit. yeah um so, so and, and but, then but from, this, from uh,
0: ios right yeah from yes. ios so
1: so yeah uh-huh. well so so safari um there are two. If you use the attached service, you can launch the Safari app yeah. iOS, mm-hmm. and if you just use the JavaVex web, web view, you use um, the JavaFX wrapper around WebKit. So the, the the engine is the same, but in the first case you open a new app, the Safari uh, uh, iOS app, and in the second case you uh, you stay in uh, JavaFX and you don't have the, um, the the menu bar and so. Uh, this is what uh, I understand.
0: I but on Safari, let's say the Chrome or Firefox browsers are actually wrappers around the Safari WebKit engine, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is technically, so uh, there is no Chrome browser on iOS. It is actually something which looks like Chrome, but it's actually Safari, which is based on WebKit engine. And Javafix does the same. So I would get exactly yes. the same rendering engine of Safari or Chrome, or is it yes, so something which is shipped with the app? Uh,
1: no. So what, um, on, on desktop, we ship the uh, complete WebKit, uh, okay. uh compiled WebKit, but on mobile, we do not do that. Um, we leverage the, the WebKit uh, um, library, that's available on the device, so we we use the native library, uh, the native WebKit components on the device.
0: That's actually a, exactly the same what I would get if I were Google with Chrome, what they have to do with their browsers, or if I were an Xcode developer and uh, Xcode yes. oh, uh, not objection what's uh, Swift developer, and uh, I would use the Web View in Swift, I would get the same exact component.
1: Yeah, well, you 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 will still need you will still get a wrapper because the WebView component is uh, some. Uh, some wrapper around the uh, underlying WebKit uh, or film Im- implementation.
0: Yeah, but uh, w- 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 where I'm going with it, so uh, this is great news because uh, I get the similar web standard support as Safari. So I could actually ship my web component application to this and interact with Glue and Attach to get access, you know, to the sensor. So I could actually build a hybrid app which runs mm. in Java VIX and for... You you could expose some APIs to JavaScript, right? You could actually the APIs are should be should be doable that you actually yes. expo- and and then I could call you and uh, and do extend the capabilities of the web platform with JavaFix. Mm.
1: Yes, yeah, that is yeah Th- that that that's indeed the case that's being used as well. Yes, and yeah. in general, people sometimes ask, is this and this and this supported? Well, if it runs on your Safari app. It runs on JavaFX uh, uh, as well. That's indeed uh, the case. For example, the uh, um, uh, WebGL uh, support, and so um, mm-hmm. that is the same. Uh, if it works in Safari on your app, then it works in uh, JavaFX mm-hmm. as well.
0: And how That's... I could get access to, let's say, barcode from JavaScript? So uh, is this like I would say some new glue on and something like this? Is this like JavaScript API or it, it's a Java API? So, but with uh, um, if if you uh, let, let uh, my idea. So how I would do it, exactly I would do in Java, I would wrap the glue and attach, pass it to the JavaScript uh, view, and then I can just call it from Java, what we did with nas and all the years, right? So I could... Yes, create, exactly. Okay, this is perfect, even better. So I'm, I could actually create my own nicer wrapper. So with, no, nice, I mean, uh, let's say barcode. So what I could do is I could create a simpler API which wraps your barcode API with added value and expose my API to JavaScript. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that's actually what's... Uh, what a big customer of uh, ours is using uh, in the cultural uh, sector. So they have th- th- that's on a kiosk uh, system. So mm-hmm. they have a web page and that scans barcodes and that's uh, then being sent to to a server. And that's uh,
0: um, yeah. And this is, for instance, a way easier than with Flutter, because I have a glue and attach, right? I can create with Java my own API. This is what we did in the last one for years without any Java Vix. We actually used you know uh, some Java code and um, I exposed the JavaScript uh, Java code to JavaScript and I built rule engines, validation logic in JavaScript and loaded it from somewhere. And and this is now the other way around. So we have the device capabilities provided by you. I could create integration logic, my own logic with Java, and uh, not you know to make the components too complicated. I could even test it outside of the component, my integration logic, and then you know. Um, uh, sh- um, how to call it push it to uh, to the javascript engine and just call it from javascript as if it were a native browser api yeah
1: so yeah it will so be it, glue
0: it, on dot you know get a scan and it will scan yeah so it works both ways so the java
1: javascript which is really uh, both ways so you can you can create a javascript api and call it from your web uh, uh site or you can create a java api and call that from. Uh, uh, well, via, via JavaScript. And it also it allows you um, to react on, um, uh, well, to implement callbacks. Uh, if mm-hmm. uh, the, the device detects something, it can call back into the JavaScript, uh, uh, in, into your JavaScript component and trigger uh, an event. Uh, so it exactly it really works uh, both ways. I could even
0: use standard custom events in web components, which are called mm-hmm. by uh, JavaScript or whatever, or yeah I could just uh, use uh, redux or whatever so actually this is countless possibilities so you, you 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 seem to be bored with my question, but the problem is a huge news you know for java developers because you work with that all the time. It's normal for you, but this is not that normal in mobile development because uh, there are no lots of possibilities where I can extend the uh, <laughs> capabilities of API on my desktop and then ship it to the client and then use web standards what what i also uh, I'm ver- using for you know. Uh, boring apps and with the uh, with the JavaScript and web components you can have your own layout which uses you know whatever corporate corporate identity you, you will have to use and then they are calling uh, native stuff so okay yes. and, and what's really interesting the first time Java VIX was Ten years ago was not well known to support the newest uh, WebKit engine, but in this particular case, we get the newest but because in iOS there is no way to use something else. Um, what is the story on Android? So uh, you also get the native uh, Android view?
1: Yes, yeah, we get. That. We also use the um, the same underlying WebKit implementation that uh, Android uh, uh, is using itself. Mm-hmm. So if it works on an uh, Android uh, um, Chrome app, for example, it works on the Java Web View as well.
0: And how recent is it on desktop? Do I have an influence, or can I just use the recent WebKit, or what? What is the story on the desktop? So on PC yeah, or on, Mac? On, mm-hmm.
1: on desktop, we currently bundle with uh, WebKit, and uh, we um, we pull in changes from the official WebKit uh, project, uh, oh. especially mm-hmm. for the security fixes, every um, uh, every quarter or so. So okay. We are pretty recent, and uh, with some hot fixes, we sometimes go
0: faster. So every quarter, it means is probably more recent than the Safari is, like. Because uh, yeah, probably yes, yes. Yeah, they're still better than expected. I mean, yeah. Um, well,
1: it, it's I think, and this is this is one of the other things. Uh, one of the most important parts of Java security, and uh, um, we spend lots of effort in making sure that the, the third-party components that we use are secure. And if mm-hmm. there's a vulnerability in a WebKit. And uh, um, and companies or medical companies are using that uh, for um, transmitting uh, private information, and they are hacked. Yeah, then we have a big problem. So, therefore, it's really important for us to to make sure that we um, w- we might not always have the latest HIP versions, but we will have the latest secure versions.
0: Yeah, the latest HIP in WebKit is almost pointless because Safari is older than the WebKit, I would say, right? So, they, yeah. they, because you get uh, OS releases once a year, and the updates are not that frequent on on macOS, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Um, and uh, the Chrome is uh, the Blink Engine. And uh, another s- uh, question, so if I w- use the uh, controls, and uh, let's say checkboxes, buttons, or whatever, uh, do always look the same, or could I use the uh, native iOS components, or what's the story behind that?
1: Yeah, that's a question we, we occasionally get, and now from a technical point, we would be able to to create wrappers around those native components, but then there's a question, do you want uh, to have one set of wrappers, um, for example, uh, a glue-on text field that then um, renders the native iOS text field on iOS and the native text iOS mm-hmm. uh, Android text field on, on Android? The problem with that is that those APIs um, are um, not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So that means that uh, you need to go to the biggest common denominator, which is um, uh not what you want. Uh, if, if you really want to have native behavior, then you don't want to have the uh, the biggest uh, global denominator between iOS and Android. So that, that doesn't work. So the alternative is, well, you can wrap the uh, iOS-specific components and the Android-specific components, but then you're not doing cross-platform again. So therefore, um, our um, approach is that we use the um, the JavaFX approach. So we have the JavaFX uh, components that are cross-platform, and that are then rendered using uh, the uh, JavaX hardware uh, acceleration. And um, with Gluon Mobile, we have uh, a set of... um specific CSS extensions specific to iOS, specific to Android, and some specific mobile components, like, for example, um, the uh, floating action button and so. So that is something that you typically don't use on desktop, but you use it on mobile. So that's a set of controls that are uh, mobile-specific that follow the material design uh, guidelines and that are um, uh, looking very native on iOS and Android. Not 100% native because, um, for example, the text field is still... uh, um, uh, JavaFX text text field so if you're really uh, a mobile uh, expert you would notice that it probably looks uh, different Mm -hmm. Um, but for most users and most use cases it doesn't matter it is though uh, if i'm honest about it uh, if you really um, need to create an application that's really native uh, then i would recommend go with uh, ios native and android native then don't but then don't use Flutter or React Native or whatever uh, as well. Then really go native. And you know that it's much, much more expensive, uh, harder to maintain, but sometimes if that is your brand and if that is your core value, then yeah, go for it. But for most of the, especially business applications, um, you really want to have a cross-platform brand and you want your brand to be uh, uh, present in the application, not iOS or Android. And therefore, um, uh, Java JavaX is... Uh, uh, Really, very good because you can um, well you have the same style on iOS and Android, and you can still um, with different CSSs. You you have a different uh, native look on iOS and on uh, Android.
0: Yeah, the, the the whole argumentation is uh, not reasonable in some companies because, as you probably know, it is not the question what is reasonable. The question is what a product manager would like to have, right? And if they say, yep. I I would like to have you know native components. So there is no arguing with him because it's not very technical. He, he read or she or he read an article somewhere in a business magazine and say, okay, native components are rocking, so you will lose this argumentation. So the question was, you know, um, it would be possible, but uh, you, you, you say, okay, this is a huge effort and the added value is, is, is minimal, but... If a company, it's not a
1: huge. It's not really a huge effort to do, but it's a huge effort to maintain.
0: Yeah, fiddling, you know, fiddling, you know, because a lots of corner cases between all the components, how they behave, how to handle events, exactly. and, and, and yeah. this is to do it right. It costs. This is not fun to do. But what it means is everything which is not fun to do is usually commercial. So if a, if a company you know would like to have it. They can just hire you, and you could do this. Because, okay, yeah. give me the components, we will do it, and then we can expose it. So this is not you know, a technical issue. It's just no. we as architects or Java developers think it's not reasonable. Okay. Uh, there no, there's no technical reasons on why right. it can't yeah. be done. It's... From the You mentioned uh, hardware acceleration. So on uh, desktop, it is uh, GPU accelerated. What's the story on mobile? So how fast is it? Yeah.
1: Well, GPU accelerated as well and on uh, mobile um we even benefit more from that because on um, the CPUs on mobile are um pretty slow compared to the CPUs on desktop, but the GPUs on mobile are um often almost the same quality as the GPUs on desktop because uh well, mobile is more used for um uh, UI stuff. So um and, and, and their Java Vex which uh, uses GPU uh, intensively, uh, really benefit uh, from that uh, that part. And and that is um, yeah one of the things on why java' is actually so 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 great on mobile because it uh, um it leverages the component that's um yeah the most important component on mobile and um we currently use uh, um opengl uh, mm-hmm. for uh rendering to the gpu with uh, um e g l um uh, and it's exactly the same uh, so the opengl code is uh, uh, almost the same on desktop and on mobile uh and uh and on embedded so that means that uh, um the, step, the, 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 the thing that makes it much faster on desktop also makes it much faster on uh, mobile. Um, Oracle is now working on uh, uh, a rendering pipeline uh, using uh, uh, Metal, the exactly. new the um, mm-hmm. Apple uh, uh, thing.
0: But this is and, the JEP, right? Uh, this is the OpenJDK JEP, whatever. Yes, yeah.
1: yes th- yeah. there's a JEP4, um, and so they're doing that for uh, 2D, and then uh, uh, the work can be used in the FX as well. Um, and well, there's uh, Vulkan, um which is uh, um uh, which might be interesting as well so we're looking into that too um but it's uh, again here we're using um whatever is available in the industry as the uh, as as the standard and we're trying uh, to make our life not too hard uh and instead of writing our own uh, um gl layer we we use whatever is uh, available
0: yeah um yeah Sounds even better so I, I mean uh that's a smart decision so it's it, w- what I understood is uh it is always GPU accelerated and you can even reuse the desktop code to run on mobile and if you get you know the uh open uh hardware acceleration i forgot this was a funky name for that uh um the jap acceleration for uh, for uh, mac os uh, the metal so uh, you know then JavaFix and swing will run better on Mac and of course you can just pick you know the rendering pipeline for java fix and improve uh the experience even further um so i know you so then now the question have you already tried the apple silicon and m1 um
1: no i don't have a hardware yeah, what's, wrong, what's uh, wrong with you you're getting older i <laughs> thought you know already that you
0: that you know uh, the, the uh, after the the keynote you already had you know you got the have you got the um, developer toolkit from apple
1: no no, so 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 that's the point. If I would have um um well if they would send me a device, I would do it and that and, and with the HTC Diamond I bought uh, two of those at uh Java One. So um I I could implement it overnight and I do remember actually that I had an issue so that I went to the to the to the booth there and they 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 fixed it for me. Mm-hmm. But Apple doesn't uh, um and actually Sun sent me uh few times a spark station so that i could uh port linux uh to those uh with java uh but apple doesn't send me hardware if they would do i would i would uh look at it of course but i we got the question a few times already and uh, actually um the most of our uh work on mobile and embedded is dealing with arm uh, cpus yeah so i'm very glad that um they're gonna use that on desktop as well because we have lots of experience with arm and it's uh my impression is that it will mainly just be the toolchain that uh, um, that will be changed, and some compiler flags will be uh, will be added. But uh,
0: um, that's so, uh, um, what I wanted to say is uh, you were late because what Apple did is uh, if you would apply, you could get the hardware for 200 euros or something, and they, they would send you like Mac Mini with the new uh, hardware in last summer. So this was, you know, yeah, I see you're getting older. Usually, uh, you would spend the 200 euros <laughs> but, and play with so- it.
1: So, so it's not that I'm getting older; it's that I have to spend more time in sales and marketing for um, explaining to people that they can use. Or, uh, you Java know, Java
0: Fee-over. One is missing because Java One was the week, you know, where sleepless nights and lots of experimentation, yeah. and now we have no Java One, so everything goes more reasonable. Um, yes. Yeah, but uh, this is even bigger news for Java Vix. What it would mean on 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 for M1 and Apple Silicon on the future for macOS? I, I would actually try, you know, to get in touch with Apple. Why? What you probably know some people from uh old friends from Java e are working for open source uh Apple right now, right? For open source program at Apple. So there's something happens on the and the Apple uh ecosystem. And um and the next one is what Apple did with the uh Apple Silicon, Big Sur and M1 is that uh you can run actually um iOS software on on Mac. Mm-hmm. So, and, and in, in, in your case, what it would mean is actually you could run, you know, JavaFX in any combination, right? So you could run the native on, as, as as in desktop mode. You could reuse the code from the mobile on desktop. And this is also actually, I would say, great news for Apple developers even. Because uh I, I think uh, so I, I just listened to, to, to many Xcode developers and Swift and this seems still be not as great what we had with Java Vix for years, you know, the developer experience on Mac comparing to ours. So I think there will be huge new opportunity for new developers without any Java knowledge now to to to, to use Java Vix to write native applications for for M1 chips. I mean Apple on ARM, Apple Silicon and uh and and with Catalyst port them back and forth, right? It's actually a huge opportunity, if you ask me, commercial opportunity.
1: Yeah, yes. Well, and also for developers, it's going to be easier because, well, you talked about the uh, emulator. Well, actually, the iOS simulator, um, um, uh, we don't, I, I I, don't think we have, uh, we shipped it already in the latest uh, subset version. We have it working internally, but it's that that uh, requires us to recompile everything uh, using native image to x86 64. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, 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 and that is a bit silly because if we could use uh, ARM64, then we could use the same binaries on uh, uh, iOS and on, on 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 Mac, or at least the same uh, uh, format. And uh, um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the ARM support on 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 Mac.
0: That's uh, um, what 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 I will do, regardless, of how how busy you are, I will ping Apple and say, look, I would like to talk at your next conference. And show with the case and, and explain it exactly. We shouldn't start, you know, too much with Java because they hate Java usually. All of the iOS developers, but if you, if you, if you know, if you will manage to show them how it really works with vM native and ARM, I think there is a huge opportunity because yeah. uh, it is not what we talk about right now. is not obvious to lots of developers, right? Yeah, that is that is indeed uh,
1: well. It, it is obvious once you uh, explain it uh, uh, to them, mm-hmm. uh, but that is that is very hard and. Uh, um, Whenever I speak at Juxa, uh, for example, um, I'm still surprised that most people uh, don't even know that this is possible, that Java runs on uh, uh, on mobile uh, uh, devices. Uh, so so, so that, that that's really hard. Actually, so, so but that's a side thing. We were talking about Java but one of the biggest, uh, uh, one of where I spend lots of time in is in um, making Java running on mobile. Because if we talk about, we have the whole Java virtual machine embedded uh, uh in the application, uh, compared with the native image, that means that the JVM and the garbage collector and the again, so needs to work on iOS and Android as well. And I'm the lead for OpenJDK Mobile, where we have the iOS Android specific extensions uh, uh, to to the JDK. Um, so yeah, we're maintaining that as well. But um, it's uh, um, it was a huge effort, but at this moment the diff is very small, to a couple of hundred lines. But that is a uh, um, that is something that. Well, developers are typically not aware of that the standard Java runs on uh, on, on iOS and, and 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 Android. And well, yeah, maybe you're right about uh, talking to Apple. Well, I I pinged them a few times in the past, but I never got a response. So they um, were not extremely interested in Java. To write Java, so, right, Java people, so uh, I will, I, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah,
1: I, yeah. That was before some former Java EE uh, uh, people went. Yeah, over exactly. There. So.
0: Uh... Okay, so after the show, I will give you some resources. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, what's, I think, from marketing perspective, so to summarize what we talk about, what, what actually, I, I would try to do this, and you can correct me. So this is not technically correct, but what we get is, what we get is, we can write Java code, right? So uh, as we did, and then with some machinery, directly compile this stuff to a native native program, where the iOS for iOS device or for Android device, there's no distinction between this Java program and program written in Objective-C or written in Swift. That's the point. This is what yes. we manage with the t- entire tool chain. And on desktop we have the choice whether we would like to run the program as a setup Excel or whatever, or as a traditional Java application. Right. So if you put it this way, I think it becomes obvious, because mm-hmm. then you see the potential, because then it is limitless, yeah, right. So you can have, you can just write whatever you like, and as long as you know you are not thrown away from the from the App Store, which actually cannot happen because we have. If you follow the, uh, it can happen if you don't follow, you know, the Apple rule. But from technical perspective, it's not like we try, you know, to run Java secretly on the device, what Cordova did, no. and all the others. They they try, you know, to interpret JavaScript, which is not legal. And uh, what you what you didn't mention, this is also huge. We have Gravio. You mentioned uh, Python. What we also have, we could use R. With some machine learning and what is also runs on GraalVM, and we have probably the most compatible Node.js and JavaScript implementation, so we can even uh, use JavaScript in a legal way on the uh, on on iOS because it gets cross compiled or however how transpiled? What's the name actually for it? So if we so, we take JavaScript and run it on GraalVM and compile it to native image, what is the technical term? Is cross compilation? N- no, right? It is. No, uh, no. Yeah, I I, I, I don't it?
1: know. Uh, uh, well, we 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 call it whatever uh others want to call it Trans, transpile is is often used as a word so transpiling yeah. java bytecode into native uh, code but okay
0: but transpile on javascript is completely different you will uh, convert source code from uh um how to call it um typescript to javascript right so you are transforming the asts and and so so
1: so there um you can execute the JavaScript code on the uh, GraalVM uh, uh, VM, and uh, um, the terminology is—I is, uh, try to stay away from that because um, some people are very picky on it, and uh, and I'm not. So, yeah.
0: but what happens technically? So the JavaScript on GraalVM becomes at the end of the day, they have some abstraction layer called, I think, Truffle, and this uh, JavaScript uh, will be accessible from from Java and Python and R. And at the end of the day, everything becomes bytecode, which gets transpile, uh, whatever, transformed to a native image, and then the native image is looks from for xcode like something written in C. So there is no distinction. And then no, you can so, yeah yeah and then you can yeah, submit so, the whole package to to app store right. Yes. So ultimately, what native image is going
1: to do is create um, uh, some C code that would otherwise be have been created with uh, your xcode tools. Yeah. Um, and uh there's an LLVM backend that can do that but there's also a native arm uh, 64 backend so in the end it's you you only have um uh c code um uh, sorry uh, you have native uh ios code for the mm-hmm. arm 64 cpu so that's uh, uh and the source of that is um is irrelevant if it comes from an objective c yeah. file or a swift file or a java java bytecode and then compiled file that's uh, um that's irrelevant and uh, um So it can come from a Java application, but it can also come from an R application uh, or from uh, any of the languages that are supported by Truffle. So Truffle is the the abstraction layer, more or less, that allows uh, different languages to be ported um, so that they can run on the uh, crawl VM uh, um, uh, runtime. So uh, for the end result, it's indistinguishable whether you're, um, at least I think so, whether your um, application was written in Java or in JavaScript or in R or, or so—that's uh, um, that's, that's the power of the call of VM That and there are some 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 nice demos that uh, that show this in uh, uh, in a single application that you execute some Python code. Uh, So you start a Java application, you have a Java application, you start a Python engine, you execute some code in Python, and the result is uh, you get it back in JavaScript, you do some JavaScript operation, and you return it to Java, and you continue in Java. So that's really polyglot. And that whole application with all the different languages can then be uh, compiled into one executable. And um, there it doesn't matter anymore uh, what the original source
0: code was. Maybe I will find uh, Christmas sometime, but uh, I'm I'm almost 80% done. What I did is I uh, actually wanted to create my own blog engine and I say, okay, before I do it, you know, in in, in privately, I would create a uh, workshop, how I did it, and created like a microprofile workshop, and uh, what I did then is, is, okay, if you just have microprofile, you don't have JSPs and JSF, so how to render the thing, and I used the Graal VM and used JavaScript, and I loaded mustache and handlebars like templating engines, and they were executed on Java, so from Java, I called them, they rendered for me the HTML, and I put it on screen, and this was with, like one class, and it's very similar to NAS1. I did it with mm-hmm. NAS1 back then, and now I can use GraalVM, and it uh, runs faster and uh by the way i really missed ejbs back uh, for that because uh with ejbs we got the pooling which is not possible yes. with cdi and with cdi is really painful i, I will implement the cdi for fun but it's not easy with ejb it's stateless and it would work because every ejb would get one context of the javascript and with cdi this uh yeah but um um Exactly. I was doing exactly the same uh, uh, over the
1: week, and then I was wondering as well, where did the pooling uh, uh, from EGP uh, uh, yeah, exactly. uh, go to? That's a
0: different... Uh... This is a different conversation. So uh, w- one last thing. So um, you are true open source, guys. So whatever you... you I mentioned, it's also available open source. But let's say a company would like to pay you some money for unknown reasons. <laughs> for what? So what, <laughs> what they can do it? they can buy support from it. What you will get? Frequent patches, right? I assume this would be the least what I would expect from Glue. So...
1: Yeah. So, 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 what, 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 what we do from a commercial point? So, first of all, um, well, as you said in the beginning, we released Java X fifteen. We actually recommend developers to use sixteen early access uh, releases okay um, but we also maintain java eleven and uh, uh so uh, we are now at eleven oh ten and uh, and that's uh, commercially supported that contains all the security fixes that uh, uh and that is accessible to customers of uh blue on Java support. one question support.
0: what is the difference naming Java and OpenJFX?
1: OpenJFX is the um repository okay it's uh, uh it's like open jdk okay and uh, and uh, and and Java.
0: Okay. So. And JavaFX is one distribution of the repository, or one tag, or one release, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So OpenJFX yeah. is just the project, and then frequently there is tagged and tested, and then we get JavaFX. Yes. Very yes good. and then
1: mm-hmm. you have JavaVex uh, uh, 11 15 16 early access and so. Uh-huh. And you are also so, behind
0: the release process of the repository. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes we we make the releases for uh, JavaX uh, 15 16 we we make uh, actually all the public releases we upload them to Maven Central and we also offer them as SDKs on the Gluon uh website. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So and now now I got the preview 16 what I get from Gluon? Um if you want to uh, uh
1: If you're a developer and you want to play with the latest features, then the early access releases are uh, what I recommend. If you're a company and you want to put this in production and you want uh, to distribute it or whatever, you want to probably get some support. You want to make sure that you get uh, um, security updates. And you also want to be able to influence the roadmap. And uh, that is what our uh, Java 11 long-term support uh, contract uh, uh, does for you. One of the major uh, uh, things that customers um, really like is that if you look at the uh, the, the Jira for uh, JavaX, there are thousands of issues there, and we are not working on all of them. But um, our customers say that, for example, this issue is important to us. This issue is also important. And so we shift the priorities of the roadmap, and we make it sure that uh, um, if they see an issue that uh, or if they encounter an issue that that it can be put on the roadmap. That's not. Uh, that doesn't mean that we are going to solve it immediately for free, but just the fact that um, their issues or their feature requests are um, put on the roadmap and are being discussed, and so it already um, uh, seems to be very helpful uh, to companies. They know that they are hurt, and that someone from the core team is looking into uh, uh, their issues. So they get stability, they get uh, mature releases, uh, and they get access to to the core uh, uh, development. So that is what we um, do in that JavaVex L- LTS um, program. We're, um, apart from that, we have Glue on Mobile, where um, we have this uh, uh, specific set of uh, um, mobile-specific controls. Um, we're also adding more um, uh, tools in there. For example, we have Glue on Maps, which is a JavaVex mapping uh.
0: And uh, Glue on Mobile is uh, is open source, or do we have to buy it, or what's... No,
1: Glue on Mobile is, uh, uh, is commercial, and it contains a number of things um uh, some of them are commercial components and other are gpl com- uh, components but that is a, um we are um working on a better explanation uh as to explain what is part of a uh, gluon mobile it is actually the um gluon specific enhancements to the uh, open that make it easier um to develop mobile applications um that come for example with the floating action button exactly. and uh, yeah. um and, and and these things And also, uh, so Gluon Attach is a a GPL, so that means that uh, you can um, use it for free uh, in your uh, uh, open source applications. If you want to use it in a proprietary closed application, uh, you need a a license uh, from Gluon, and that's part of Gluon Mobile, for example. So the add-ons that we uh, distribute are uh, are maintained in Gluon Mobile. And then, of course, what we... uh, uh, Well, actually, the... um, the third product that we have is Blue on Cloud Link, which makes it easier to connect your client applications with uh, uh, cloud applications and connect to serverless uh, uh, applications on um, serverless uh, uh, servers. Um, and that is a, that is a very useful component because um, on mobile um, you dif- you often need to execute some some business logic, mm-hmm. but the business logic may may change. So what we have is a component that instead of doing REST requests to uh, to data sources from the mobile device. It just invokes serverless function on a server, which then uh, uh, does the uh, the real business logic and queries the other backends and so. And if some of the backends change or something changes, you only update the the serverless code on the server, and you don't have to update the mobile app, which is much more painful. Similar to Firebase, so that,
0: <laughs> something like Firebase, you know.
1: Yes. So yeah. So 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 that is uh, uh, that is. Some of the functionality is offered by Firebase as well, but we—I uh, think that the serverless um, uh, functionality that we add is, is 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 really cool to Java developers, um, and it's being used, uh, for example, the DevOps uh, mobile scheduler um, uses So, so you
0: created your own backend, which is serverless uh, runtime, right?
1: Well, we we leverage serverless. Uh, uh, we have our own serverless container uh, using uh DFN project, but we also integrate with uh, uh, AWS Lambda or Oracle Functions, uh, for example. So if uh, uh, customers want to run their serverless uh, Lambdas on AWS, that's fine. So they use Gluon Cloudlink, which is the middleware that we uh, offer as a SaaS solution. And the mobile application will say that, for example, give me all the uh, sessions from next week. And that is just uh, sort of an RPC call that then goes to Glue on Cloudlink, where... Mm-hmm. The customer uh, configured it that if this call comes in, you need to call this uh, AWS Lambda with this and these parameters. And if the result come back, first uh, do this conversion. For example, everything minus one hour because there seems to be a bug in the backend. Uh, um, okay. So before we send it back to the client, and so, so uh, and, I- and, and immediate and idea. Where-
0: immediate idea. What you can do? You could uh, wrap it with MicroProfile GraphQL, right? So you could provide a GraphQL API. As added value, yes. and the resolvers, you know, which will just call to the backend, so this will be doable.
1: Yeah, that's funny because that's indeed on the roadmap. So GraphQL okay. uh, <laughs> is, uh, is something that, um, yeah, that's um, that's on the roadmap. Yes. And another
0: one, which is really interesting but uh, lesser known, is uh, it's called uh, not Open API. This from Microsoft. It's, um open data, O data. And uh, the GraphQL is uh, a little painful for you. For your use case, is perfect, but in usual projects, is uh, pointless because you need a server with the, which resolves the calls. And OData from Microsoft, uh, SAP uses a lot uh, of OData, for instance. And uh, what it is, it is like a database exposed via reflection. And it is a REST, it is RESTful API, but you don't need the resolvers, so you can plug directly, you know, to to, to a database. This was created for that reason. And this is an open source project. It's Apache Olingo, if you would like to look at this. So we all, I already had already a conversation with uh, with the committers from the project on the podcast. And uh, why I bumped to it? Because in one project, uh, they, they used SAP, and SAP is a normal. This is DO data. And you can create the entire UI in the front end, just talking, you know, via O data. And I look at that, and this is really interesting, because uh, what they have already built in is filters, pagination, everything in in, uh, in, in in restful manner. And for me, it looks more interesting than GraphQL, but it's not as popular. So, I, I mean, that's the problem. But uh, this is a standard, looks nice, and, uh, and uh, is really, really useful.
1: Yeah, so these are indeed the kind of integrations that we are uh, doing with, uh, uh, with Glue on CloudLink. So we also integrate with autonomous Oracle Autonomous Database and so and okay. uh, 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 Pivotal uh, thing, and, and and so GraphQL and then data. I'll, I'll have a look at it. So those are really the... And I think that ultimately, those are the important ones. Those are the, uh, the ones that will create business uh, value. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to get there, um, and then it's uh, full circle, we need to make sure that... Uh, enough developers are using Java and JavaVex on mobile. Yeah. And in order to get there, we need to make sure that Java and JavaVex are vibrant. So that's why we spend so much time in uh, the open source, Open JDK and Open JFX community. Uh, it's all part of the plan that uh, that ultimately will create business value in a uh, uh, glue-on cloud link by doing these integrations with uh, um, cloud and uh, yeah, server but engines. this is
0: longer term, and this is harder to sell, really, with a cloud yeah. link, because uh, I have to trust you about reliability, whatever. But, you know, what we talked before, with the uh with the uh capabilities in one java application to ship at the same time to desktop ios and android unchanged this is immediately o- obvious killer use case and uh, this is and what you get from support what i tried what i what i understood is um, if i buy support from you uh, it is similar to support for Linux plus I get a communication channel to you directly so you can suggest stuff you know influence what's interesting to me so I get immediate feedback from you So okay look we could do this but we have a better way so there's more a little bit light consulting you know so that I get at least which direction you are going and I can also ask you to fix to prior, prioritize uh, the, the issues from the Jira which is huge actually uh, for, yes. for, for, for Ledger projects so this is immediate the cloud link comes later I mean th- th- then if the company already trust you i don't think you could start to sell cloud link without the first one this is just exactly. too, too much right exactly okay um uh so I'm, I'm developer basically on consultant if i would like to ship a serious commercial application do i have to buy from you one license or will i have to, per client let's say or will i have to 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 to, to count you know the devices and and and, and pay for cpu or whatever
1: yeah so that that is something that we're um uh, still working out uh we have uh, developer based licenses so the the eleven uh, long term support is per developer uh so one developer is uh, one one uh one seat or or it's in group if you, if you have one or two developers and then from three to five it's uh, uh that price and so uh for embedded we have volume based and for mobile it's uh, um it's difficult um at this moment it's developer based so if if you are one developer. And you create a commercial application. So if you have a free application, uh, uh, yeah, don't worry. Uh, everything is for free. If you have a commercial application, um, then you, and if you're one developer, then you pay one uh, license for Glue on mobile. Uh, but we are, we are working on that, uh, model and that explains why I didn't have time to do the Apple stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes but but it's uh, uh and it, it's a difficult question because suppose that you're one developer and you create an application that's being used by 200 million uh users and you uh make billions of it and then you pay uh, one license uh, to 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 us uh, so uh 1000 dollars a year So that, that that's not proportional to for example if you're a big company with uh, uh, 50 developers that are creating an app that's used by 200 uh, 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 people um that are doing something, that are barely making money out of it, but then you would have to pay 200 licenses. So it's a, it's a difficult
0: model. Because uh, what could really happen is, I get the question of frequently, can you build for us an app? And so and I see more and more, you know, the integration scenario. So one day I will approach you. And in my case is like, um, and I really like to pay for support, just to support, you know, may, I mean, uh, if I something use with added value, why not pay back something? But uh, what happens to me is, uh, clients ask me which various sizes. I always uh, sometimes even don't know how many users the app is, is, is used, but uh, this is usually a small app because I cannot, uh, or proof of concept or whatever. So um, I, I would expect to, to pay you one, probably one license per client, would be fair. And then the client, for instance, they will have to pay the support costs. So there will be different models. You know, my developer license that I'm developing and make the um, application operational but if they would like to have support then they have to negotiate with you, you know the support costs because uh my job is just to build the app and this is one license per client or per seat i don't care i can pay per client whatever but how often it is used i'm i'm out of the game so i get paid and i'm i focus on another project and they have to negotiate with you, you know uh, about the support costs and patches and whatever right All
1: right yes yes that that is so, so a combination of those two things is uh, uh is ideal the The difficult thing is to make it clear and uh, uh, transparent and to cover all the the corner cases. That's uh, um, but yeah. but that idea is indeed uh, um, yeah, fair and valid, and that's what we aim for. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect. Uh, the last question. We are a little bit over time, but uh, it's always interesting chat with you. So, uh, actually, Oracle is a great steward of Java, right? So I'm really sad that Sun is no more, no more around. But uh, I mean, this. But uh, I mean, if you look at, uh, they have still some decisions which are strange for me. But if you look at GraalVM, GraalVM is like huge, right? But it is, uh, it is like uh, huge news. And did this actually make Java interesting again? Then uh, yeah. maybe such such things happens by mistake at Oracle time, but they still happen. Turn out to be great, right? Or or they um, the commercial version of Oracle Java. Uh, the the impact was that we have now lots of open JDKs from different vendors. Where we can buy you know commercial support from other companies, which was not possible before. So I mean, at the end of the day, looks good, right?
1: Yes. So I think uh, um, with the uh, Java module system, um, many uh, developers are pretty vocal about how much they hate it. But I think it was. Uh, uh major necessary thing that needed to happen. And uh, this makes uh, Java relevant again for the next uh, 20-something uh, uh, years. And uh, um, and also the fast-release uh, cycle, uh, I think that that is working very, very well. So they, they, they did a great job uh, there um, uh, in making it possible to have new features uh, faster but still maintain uh, uh, the stability that we are used from the Java language. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with how that development is going and then uh, the the Core VM uh, part is extremely exciting because that is a uh, um, um, that is also well when I say that the modules is going to make Java relevant for the next twenty something years I think crawlvm is going to make the Java platform uh, relevant for the next twenty uh, something uh, years because that is really where um, the IT industry is uh, moving uh, into into those uh, standalone images and uh, support for polyglots and so 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 that is a. Uh, um, and that is that is a very smart uh, uh, investment that uh, that Oracle uh, uh, made there, and I think that is a, uh, I think the, the the main issue that I see with Oracle is that they, they barely seem to realize what a huge competitive advantage they have.
0: Yeah, for, uh, technical, they, they uh, don't point. sell it at all. So they do a lots of great things, and this is basically invisible. Or you yes. know, I don't know whether you know the Helidon team from Oracle, the Helidon runtime. Yeah. Great people, great thing, and this is almost no one. No one notices how 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 good it actually is, right?
1: Well, it actually is the same as what I said uh, earlier. Um, Oracle has everything to um, outcompete Android uh, from with uh, yeah. Java on mobile, but they go to court instead. Yeah. But, but they have all the technology <laughs> to, to to outcompete them. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. or you mentioned the project FN. I think this was FN. Oh. What you mentioned, right? The uh, Java Function Project. So actually, it was really really great. But if you look at the GitHub repository, it there are no more lots of commits, you know, this is not the, the, and this is a sad story, actually, because it had a huge potential. Yep.
1: Yeah. So those things happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, question, uh, where people can find you on the internet? So what are the links, you know, commercial and open source, whatever, your Twitter accounts or just now is your marketing time?
1: Yeah. So the uh, the website of Gluon is gluonhq.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the products are explained there. Uh, everyone complains that uh, our website should focus more on this or that. So we're continuously uh, uh, evolving that. My Twitter handle is uh, Johan Vos, um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, that's where, um, uh, but mainly the website and the, the Gluon Twitter handle is uh, at GluonHQ. Mm-hmm. So that is where um, you will find news and uh, um, where you can start discussions.
0: Okay. So thank you. It was a fun. And I would like to invite you back next year to talk a little bit, probably even quantum computing, if you, if you don't mind, so a little bit. Yeah, that would be very ah. interesting to, to, to,
1: to talk about uh, uh, as well. My book will be out in January, I think.
0: Uh, oh, very good. So then I will buy your book and, um, and read it, try to understand it. I think Mission Impossible probably, but then I will uh, ask you, you know, about... Uh, it
1: would be a good test case. I think uh, um, if you don't understand it, I did a very bad job.
0: Oh, then, okay, then I will uh, spend a lot of time of education, you know, too. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Then see you January, February, I would say. Again, um, talk about the news. Bye. Great. Bye.